I was talking on gates, all those who were there, we were talking on gates, what are gates and I told you just a recap and then we will move ahead. I told you that gates are legal entry and exit points like spiritual headquarters uh, and, uh, and legal entry and exit points of spiritual limitations. Hallelujah. How the gates are set up by demonic principality. How the gates are set up by demonic principalities. Okay. And uh, then I look, uh, we, we looked at the Psalm 27 where it says that lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, for the King of glory to come in. How we saw that Jerusalem, uh, the, uh, David commanded the gates of Jerusalem to be opened. David commanded the gates of Jerusalem to be opened at the revelation. Because I told you how the Lord is the owner of Jerusalem. And he became the owner of that place Jerusalem when Abraham built the fourth altar on the mountain of Moriah. That very mountain of Moriah is Jerusalem where Solomon built the temple of God. Okay, in 2nd Chronicles chapter 3 verse 1. Hallelujah. So, so uh, 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 then, then we came and that, then at that revelation, David commanded the gates of Jerusalem open for the owner to come in, the owner of Jerusalem to come in. So the gates opened up for the Lord of glory to come in. So we got to host the presence of the Lord of glory for us to go through demonic gates, to enter through demonic gates. And I told you how when someone is sent by the Lord, every gate up, gates, every demonic gates will open and every gatekeeper will bow down to that person. Hallelujah. That was about entering the gates. That, that was about getting into the principality or getting in through the gates to carry out the work of the Lord and to carry and to capture that territory. And that is what the revelation of the model of the church is been drawn from in Matthew's chapter 16 verse 18 and 19 when Jesus said to Peter, you are that rock on, on which I will build the church and the gates of Hades, the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. So that signifies like, like David, the church has been called, the church has been called to defeat the gates and to get into territories and to bring the kingdom of God and the jurisdiction of God in demonic principalities. That is what the church is being called for, to bring the jurisdiction of God, to bring the kingdom of heaven in territories. How the church can do it? By defeating the gates. Hallelujah. If you defeat the powers of the gates, and once you enter the gate, as David entered the gates of Jerusalem with the Ark of the Covenant, that is the presence of the Lord. And then after that, the Bible says, after he brought the Ark of the Covenant in Jerusalem, he had rest from his enemies and God gave him rest. Hallelujah. So that Jerusalem, which was a place of conflict, so many nations, so many kings used to fight for Jerusalem. When David conquered Jerusalem, the first thing he did was he said, I want to enter Jerusalem with the king of glory. Hallelujah. So when he entered the gates of Jerusalem with the king of glory, his the reign of God was established in Jerusalem. 
Hallelujah. And Jerusalem in the throne room of God is in third heavens where he sits in heaven. On earth the throne room of God is in Jerusalem. That is the place where God sits. God is enthroned on earth in Jerusalem. And that is where the Antichrist will come. Because the intention of Lucifer is to, is to take the throne of God. Hallelujah. From the beginning. Isaiah chapter number 14. The Bible says Lucifer wanted to take the throne of God. But because he was thrown down from heaven. Now he is looking to take the place of God on earth. The throne of God. And that is what Antichrist will do. That's why they are building the third temple. So that they, they, they will place there the abomination of desolation. Hallelujah. What is written in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, if you read the book of Ezekiel carefully. The book of Ezekiel speaks about the Lord leaving the temple of Israel. The temple in Jerusalem. The Lord leaves the temple. You know Ezekiel speaks about the vision in Ezekiel chapter number 1 and Ezekiel chapter number 10. Where there were the four living creatures, the wheels, the eyes. Those were the cherubims. The four cherubims on which God is enthroned. And when he wants to travel from one place to another place. So Ezekiel was seeing that vision because the cherubims were ready to take the throne of God. From the temple of Jerusalem. The glory of the Lord would depart. Why the glory of the Lord would depart? Because in the book of Ezekiel it says that the high priests of the temple, under the temple, they were doing human sacrifices. Read the book of Ezekiel. They had the pictures of beasts, of creeping creatures. Satan was worshipped in the temple of Jerusalem during the time of Ezekiel. Hallelujah. And the same thing is going to happen in the end times. They are building the third temple in Jerusalem to worship the Antichrist. They are going to place the abomination of what is abomination of desolation, which Jesus speaks in Matthew 24. And it is also mentioned in the book of Daniel. That when he comes, the abomination of desolation will be placed and the daily sacrifices will be taken away. That means worship to God will not happen there. The abomination of desolation is the throne of Satan that will be set right inside the most holy place in the temple of Jerusalem. Are we understanding? So there is, there is conflict at the gates of Jerusalem. Powers are fighting at the gates of Jerusalem. Are we understanding? Okay, hallelujah. But David, during the time of David, David conquered the gates. David defeated the gates. So David was the one after Moses. You know, Moses did not build the tabernacle in Jerusalem. Moses built a, a traveling tabernacle. You know that, right? A traveling tabernacle. They used to have the priest. Like the cherubims who carried the Ark of the Covenant. From one place to another. David was the first man of God. Who established the throne room of God in Jerusalem. Afterwards his son Solomon built the superstructure. That's another thing. But David was the first man of God. Who established the throne of God. Right inside Jerusalem. Where the fourth altar was built by Abraham. And where the son of God manifested as a ram. That was the place marked by God for his throne room. And David was the one. That means David was the one. That's why he is called. Jesus is called the son of David. Because Jesus has manifested to defeat the gates of Hades. And he has already did it. We will come to that. Hallelujah. 
he has already did it i will come to that revelation are we understanding what we are going in the gates the gates these david entered the gates entered through the gates with the king of glory and this gates which will not allow any anyone to enter in it and capture it this gates had to bow down to the lord of glory hallelujah and the lord of glory entered the gates and david captured the place that is the function of the church we have to like priest who carry the presence of god we got to carry the presence of god we got we got to be capable enough to carry the king of glory in our life his presence in our life and go into territories defeat the gates to bring the presence of god and to establish god's kingdom in places and that is what jesus is saying in matthew 16 so let us start from matthew 16 where we ended last time matthew chapter number 16 and verse number 18 and 19 it says and i also say to you that you are peter on this rock i will build my church and the gates of hades shall not prevail against it that is the church that is the function of the church that the church is supposed to dominate dominate the gates of hades now what is the gates of hades we will come to that okay at a later part then it says how how will the church dominate the gates of hades by the keys of the kingdom of heaven hallelujah what are keys keys are the access to the gates we open the gates with the keys so jesus said and i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven listen to me carefully now now jesus said to peter i will give my keys to you i will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven what are the keys now there are there are two keys it's it's plural keys that is there is not one key there are keys there are two keys that are given to the church after jesus received his keys now for your information jesus has the keys of death and of hades okay he has the access to the gate of gate of death and he has the access to the gate of hades are we understanding okay let me take you to the scripture if you are not aware revelation chapter number 1 revelation chapter number 1 verse number 18 jesus says i am he who lives and was dead and behold i am alive forevermore amen and i have the keys of hades and of death how he got the keys i will come to that okay so because jesus got the access and he defeated two gates that is the gate of death and that is the gate of hades on that victory on the basis of the victory he is able to provide the church with the keys of the kingdom of heaven now the keys of gates of the hades and of death are with jesus but the keys that he will give to the church is different the keys that he gives to the church on the basis of the victory over death and hades is the keys of the word and prayer 
everyone say word and prayer yes those are the two keys that the church has okay don't get the bible wrong we don't have the keys of death and hades jesus has that keys okay because he is the one we 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 could not invade there are there, there are the gate of death do you know do you know sin came into mankind and with it death came and that's why that's why satan rules over mankind by the fear of death i will come to death death is not getting dying in a road accident that is not death death is separation from the presence of god that is death i am talking about hallelujah stay with me death is what separation from the presence of god death is eternal separation from the presence of god okay first death is the normal meaning of death is separation from the presence of god then its complete meaning is eternal separation from the presence of god hallelujah that means death is when a person dies without jesus he is eternally separated from god where in hades that is death so satan was before jesus came satan was ruling mankind with death hallelujah every soul he would take to hell will come to that i will come to the scriptures he will take it to hades and for jesus for jesus to save us from death he had to defeat that gate of hades that he created and he had to defeat the gate of death the gate of death is not in hades the gate of death is in between is in the third heavens the gate of death is where it's in the third heavens you know what is the gate of death the veil that separates the most holy place the veil that separates the most holy place and when when jesus died on the cross the first thing that happened the bible says that the veil of the temple was torn apart that means that element the veil that separates people from god was broken so that now man can connect to god and they will not die that was the gate of death are we understanding until now okay 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 hallelujah hallelujah there are gates people of god there are gates okay let me let me slowly slowly take you into into the bible verses okay now let us let us let us go first let us go first uh by the crucifixion and the resurrection of the lord the lord destroyed the lord destroyed or had victory on two gates that is the gate of death and the gates the gate of hades those are the two gates that jesus had victory on okay the gate of death first and then the gate of hades let me take you to matthew 27 matthew's chapter number 27 and verse number 50 to 
see what it says there matthew ch chapter number 27 verse number 52 52 and jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit yielded up his spirit now you have to understand what happened when jesus died on the cross when jesus died on the cross the body died because of sin but the spirit was alive okay do, do you know how jesus was born the spirit of god came inside of the womb of mary the womb of mary created the shape of the body the flesh and blood but the spirit that gave life was from heaven so so jesus is not a sinner but he became sin for us the bible says how he became sin for us he took the sin on his body but he was a sinless lamb of god that means the spirit was pure are we understanding what the spirit was pure okay okay let me let me give you that from the scripture let me support that with scripture first uh, peter chapter number 3 i will come to this verse again that i am reading now first peter chapter number 3 verse 18 see what it says there it says for christ also suffered once for sins just for the unjust the just for the unjust that he might bring us to god being put to death in the flesh but made alive by the spirit so when jesus died on the cross what died the body died okay he was put to death in the flesh not in the spirit he cannot be put to death in the spirit he was put to death in the flesh the element that carried our sins on jesus was his body was his flesh and that's why the bible says that the body was broken and the blood was finished and even the water in the body was finished any which ways that is the revelation of the blood and the water and the spirit but are you understanding now so when jesus died on the cross he was not finished by by satan first of all satan and the rulers of darkness who killed jesus who instigated and through pharisees they killed jesus they were not aware of the mystery that was hidden okay the mystery that when christ dies on the cross he will he is going to the gates he is going to enter and defeat the gates of death and gates of hades and bring salvation for mankind this mystery satan was not at all aware of the mystery otherwise they would not have had crucified the lord of glory that is what the bible says the mystery is was hidden hallelujah one of the thing the word is the mystery i will come to that the word is mystery the two keys that the church has okay that is the word part is the mystery part i will come to that at a later part but let me go slowly so that you might understand okay so now jesus he died in the flesh but the bible says he released his spirit hallelujah so jesus was the spirit of jesus he released what his spirit in matthew let, let's come back to matthew 27 matthews chapter 27 what we read in verse number 50 and jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit so the spirit of jesus was yielded up to god so the first place where jesus went was heaven 
was the throne room of God. Now Jesus came on earth as the son of God, but he went, when he went back to heaven, he went back as the high priest of the most holy place because he took his own blood and through the blood the veil was broken. That is what the book of Hebrews says. Okay, listen to me very, very carefully. Many people ask when after Jesus died, where did he go? Did he go to heaven or did he go to hell? The answer is first he went to the throne room of God. As soon as he died, he went with his blood. Hallelujah. He went with his blood. And that's why as soon as he died, the veil of the temple was broken. Giving him, giving him access to the throne room of God. The veil of the temple, that, that is what the Bible says, verse number 51. He yielded up his spirit and immediately, then behold, the veil of the temple was torn into, in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Do you see that? Okay, hallelujah. People of God, are you there with me? There is some disconnection here between people. Amen. Listen to me very carefully. Hallelujah. <clears throat> People, you guys need to pray and sit in the meetings. I am telling you. Seriously. And, okay, any which ways. Let me go ahead with the word. Listen to me. When, the way, when he died, the spirit of Jesus first went where? With the blood. He went through the thr to the throne room of God and the veil was broken from top to bo bottom. And the earth quaked. So, when he went through the veil... That was the gate of death. The veil that separated the Most High God from mankind was broken. And now connection was established between earth and heaven. And that by accessing and breaking the gate of death, he gave to the church the key of prayer. The key of prayer. The first key is the key of prayer. Why he was able to give the key of prayer? Because... He broke the gate of death. That released the key of prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is accessing the throne room of God. Hallelujah. Is accessing the throne room of God and God having access to mankind. And God and man having connect communication directly. The first key by breaking the gate of death. The key that was released to the church was prayer. Because there is no veil between us and God now. We can go to him with confidence through the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. That is prayer. We can seek his face. We can access the throne room of God by prayer. Hallelujah. So that veil was broken. And the church was given the key of prayer. Are we understanding? By And Jesus has the key of death. Because he defeated the gate of death. Which is in the which is in the third heavens. Okay, then what happened? Then what happened? The Bible says after that, and the graves were opened, and many bodies, verse 52, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep was, were raised. And coming out of the graves, graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Many bodies of the old saints were raised from the graves. Hallelujah. This is what will happen when Jesus will come back. 
the first people who will go with Jesus. Now, you got to understand, people of God, when, if, if someone dies now in Christ, he does not die, his body goes to sleep. Okay? I don't have much time to go into scripture, but you can, you can read your Bible, what I am saying, and check out that in your Bible, what I am saying. Anyone who dies believing in the Lord goes to sleep. The body is, is going to sleep. The body is not dying. The spirit goes to heaven, but the body will be raised up when Jesus comes back. Okay? And then corruption will put on incorruption. Mortality will be changed into immortality. And those who are alive at the coming of the Lord with a twinkling of an eye and at the sound of the trumpet, our bodies will be changed. If I am alive, my body will be changed to the glorious body, to the incorruptible body. Because the flesh is the one that carries death in it. And this flesh will be changed. Now, imagine, imagine Jesus was born from the womb of Mary. But how he was resurrected? He did not have no blood, no water in his body. How he came back to life? The Bible says the body came back to life on the third day. The spirit was already alive. The body of Jesus was missing from the grave, right? The body came back to life by putting on incorruption, incorruption the, the, the glorious body given by the spirit of God. Because the Bible says the spirit of God raised Christ from the dead. So the Holy Spirit gave the glorious body to Jesus and you know the, the body was changed which was in the tomb, in the grave, the body of Jesus and that's why the body went missing on the third day. But what happened between these three days? We got to see that. First, he went to heaven with his blood and broke the veil that is the gate of death and there he released the key of prayer that is now given to the church to access the throne room of God, to communicate with heaven. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? Then the Bible says, what? The bodies of the saints were raised. The bodies of the saints were raised. What happened there? What happened there? First of all, after he went to heaven, now Jesus those three days was, was not sleeping. Jesus was very active those three days after he died. Very active. He had a lot of work to do. That's why you remember Mary Magdalene was crying before the tomb. And the angels came and said, he is not here. Okay. And then Jesus appeared to Mary and said, do not cling to me. I am, I am on a trip. So he was very busy at that time. Because in those three days, he had to cover a lot of work. Are we understand what work? To get keys of the death and to get the keys of Hades. Hallelujah. Are we understanding? So, after he went to heaven, again he descended to the lower parts of the earth. Many, ma many people have this question that when Jesus said to the thief, today you will be, be with me in paradise. Okay? And then they, they, they speculate where, what is paradise, what is paradise? Because Jesus was straight away going to paradise. Jesus was straight away going to the third heavens after he died to break the gate of death, the veil that separated the most holy place. Okay, are we understanding? And the spirit of the thief would go with Jesus. Why? Because he believed in Jesus. He repented of his sins. He said, Lord, I am wrong, but you are holy. He went with Jesus. 
हालेलुयांडरस्टैंडिंग सो आफ्टर ही डिड द जॉब ऑफ गोइंग टू द गोइंग टू द वॉट यू कॉल थर्ड हेवन्स एज अ हाई प्रीस टेकिंग इज ब्लड अगेन ही वेंट डाउन टू द अंडर वर्ल्ड टू द लोअर पार्ट्स पार्ट ऑफ द अर्थ टर्न विथ मी टू एफिशियंस चैप्टर नंबर फोर लेट्स टर्न लेट्स गो टू एफिशियंस चैप्टर नंबर फोर and verse number 9 and 10 efficiency chapter number 4 verse number 9 and 10 now this he ascended what does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth he who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens what does that mean i told you there is the first heaven and the second heaven and then the third heaven okay he ascended to the third heaven far above all the heavens that he might fill all things so this is one scripture which says that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth okay and after he descended then again with the resurrected body on the third day he again ascended okay are we understanding okay the holy spirit you jesus spoke a lot about holy spirit in the book of john he said i am going but the holy spirit will come he will teach you all things he was concentrating on the holy spirit why because the holy spirit was also released on on the disciples because the veil was broken and the spirit of god could come on the church on the body of christ it was not so in the old testament the spirit of god will be on one prophet and that prophet will prophesy everyone will not have the heart of god but the bible says i will give a heart i will write my laws on the heart who will write the laws on our heart holy spirit it was the benefit of jesus dying on the cross that broke the veil and the holy spirit could be released okay that is another thing but here it says that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth to do what to do what let's go to first peter chapter number 3 First Peter chapter number three. Uh, the same verse that we read about Jesus dying in the flesh but being alive in the spirit. So let us see that once again. First Peter chapter number three and verse number eighteen. This is what we read. For Christ also suffered once for sins, for just for the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh. and made alive by the spirit hallelujah put to death in the flesh but he was alive in the spirit the spirit was living and the the spirit of christ was the one which went to heaven and then went to the lower parts of the earth verse 19 by whom by the spirit okay by whom whom is the spirit by the spirit also he went and preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is eight souls that is the family of noah the eight souls were saved through water you see that he went to the he went to hades okay 
and now he is preaching the gospel in Hades. Hallelujah. Amen. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. That is the presence of God. That is the power of God. That you are given the keys when you have the revelation that you have you you can defeat the gates. Even if there is a place where Satan is sitting and the place is like hell, you can preach the gospel and save souls in that very place. That is the significance of the revelation of the gates. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of Jesus that was without blemish. And then by answering Satan, I paid the price by my body and by my blood and by the water. I have given you the revelation of the water and the blood and the spirit. I will not go into that. For if you want to go through, there is a sermon on YouTube channel and also Spotify and other things. So you can go to the spirit revelation of the water and the blood and the spirit. Okay, that's another topic. But by that revelation and he paid the price and broke the evil covenant that gave power to the gates of Hades. And that's why Jesus was able to defeat the gates of Hades and enter right inside hell. Hades. Hades is a temporary hell, by the way. That Satan, you know, because Satan could not rule in heaven, then he was thrown on the earth. And now there is this conflict going on for Satan trying to take the throne of God on earth. On earth, he is not at all on the position on the throne of God yet. So what he did is he made hell. Now hell is under, I, will, I, I don't want to go into, this, into the location of hell, that will take a long time. But there in hell, he is God. He made hell to torment the souls of those people who are, who are dead. What is dead? Eternally separated from God. Eternally separated from God. Anyone who dies without Jesus is has died because we say that he is dead because he is eternally separated from God. He can no longer go back to God. Okay? But Jesus went to Hades and he preached the gospel. To who? The Bible says those who were during the time of Noah who died in the flood. Why? Because during the time of Noah, the plan of salvation did not manifest. Abraham was not there at that time. Hallelujah. Through whom the plan of salvation manifested. Are we understanding? Hallelujah. Those, do you know, the book of Galatians says that God first preached the gospel to Abraham. Okay, let me, let me, let me take you to that verse. Galatians, I think it's in Galatians, if I am right. Hold on one moment. <coughs> Galatians, Hallelujah. Hold on one moment. This is very important. Uh, 
okay it's in galatians chapter number 3 verse number 8 see what it says galatians chapter number 3 verse number 8 i want someone to read that from the group galatians chapter number 3 verse number 8 that was the gospel you see preached to abraham what after the son of god manifested at the fourth altar in the form of ram that is where the gospel was given okay and those who are the descendants of abraham shall find life as per the significance of the first gospel that was given to abraham okay not the law of moses but the but you know the tithes the tithe and offering system introduced by abraham the communion system was introduced to abraham every kind of new testament revelations was introduced to abraham so before god manifested the plan of salvation on earth during the time of noah those people who died without the gospel are, are you understanding now jesus peter is say the bible says that jesus went to hades to preach the gospel to them okay are we understanding now jesus went to hades to preach the gospel to those lost souls who died in the flood why he gave them a chance even after going to hell because that time the gospel did not manifest that's why hallelujah everyone who is a descendant of abraham has the pattern of abraham to follow and to die in the lord in the old testament but before abraham the salvation plan did not manifest and that's why at the when jesus died on the cross the bible says many saints their bodies was taken to heaven whose bodies the saints who were after abraham and before jesus are we understanding hallelujah okay so do, he went to hades and he he preached the gospel and he he rescued some souls who would believe that is not written but peter is giving revelations how can peter know all these things hallelujah because peter has a very intimate relationship with the holy spirit and spends time with god in the secret place apostle paul how can these people have such revelations of what happened when jesus died on the cross what he was doing they knew everything mighty revelations and mysteries they had okay so i brought to you to that verse because to show you that jesus went through the gates of hades and defeated the gates of hades hallelujah and then by defeating the gates of hades he released the second key to the church and the second key is the key of the word word yes it's the voice of god but the word that is the mystery of god hallelujah the mystery of god okay are we understanding the keys what are the keys that we have the church has come on tell me someone what are the keys that the that the church has the two keys word and prayer and what are the keys that jesus has hmm hmm yes the 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 keys of death and hades that is what he has because of which he could release the key to the church that is prayer and the word 
Alleluia. Now, let us come back to Matthew's chapter 16. Are we understanding now? Okay. This process. And then after he preached the gospel, then on the third day, his body was resurrected into the glorious body. Now, all those things is written also in the, in the book of Corinthians when we read that how corruption will put on incorruption. Okay, let us go to that verse first. These verses are very important, you know, and it's very technical. So, I am going very slow. So that I just don't want to preach and leave. I, I want people to get a hold of the revelation. These teachings are very deep. So, I want you to understand the revelation, okay? The word of God. Let, let, let us go to the book of Corinthians. Uh, in, in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse number 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Because flesh and blood carries the death. Okay, we cannot see God in the flesh. It's dead. Flesh is dead because of sin. That is what the Bible says. But what it says ahead, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. These are mysteries that were released because, because the gates of Hades were destroyed. Do you know what does the gate of Hades do? Hades do? The gates of Hades block the people to know revelations. Brother Raul, how can that happen? There is a verse in the Bible which says that. Everything that I say in my sermons is supported by scripture, brother. Hallelujah. And look at, let's look at Isaiah 45 verse 23. Isaiah 45 verse 23. Someone read that verse. Uh, hold on, hold on. Isaiah, I will give you the verse again. Not 23. Isaiah 45, verse 2 and 3. Someone read that verse. Verse 2 and 3. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. Hmm. And I will break pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Hmm. I will give you the treasures of the darkness and the hidden riches of secret places that you may know that I, the Lord who call you by your name, I am the God of Israel. Hallelujah. You see that verse? Let's look at again at that verse carefully. It says, God is saying, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and the bars of irons. These are gates. To do what? To, for you, for I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches in the secret places. In the secret places. It is the gates of Hades that keeps the church, that keeps believers unaware of the treasures. What treasures? Not money, not car. The treasures of revelation. The treasures, the mysteries that are hidden in secret places. If, Alleluia, oh my God, people of God, do you know what is the power of a witch? The power of the witch is that they do the ritual in secret. That's why they, they, they do it in the night or they do it underground. They will not do it in the day because in, in, during the day everyone is awake, everyone is active. When in the night they do it after 12, when people go to sleep. 
and the power of a witch or a wizard is doing things in secret so that no one knows what they are doing but the church has been given access to their gates or my vision can penetrate into the strongholds of the enemy to see what they are doing in secret once you catch a witch what she is doing and she is exposed before you you have victory over that witch you have victory over that wizard once you see what they are doing hallelujah are we understanding people the gates of hades are defeated by jesus why so that we can have the access into the hidden treasures in the secret places places hallelujah you want to break a stronghold in your family you cannot break that stronghold in your family until the lord takes you into the stronghold and shows what was the cause of that limitation set over you and you have the revelation of it how we have the revelation because jesus defeated those gates of hades to release to us the revelations the treasures and what satan does in darkness how could elisha protect israel from the king of syria because he could hear the words of the king of syria what he was speaking in his bedroom he had access to the gates of the enemy though he is sitting inside his room he could go inside the room in the spirit of the king of syria and hear the plans they are making against the people of god against the people of god hallelujah how many prophets are in our midst who can track the plan of the enemy before he does it in the nations can we track the plan of the enemy yes we can track because the gates of hades is defeated and through that the key of the word that is the mystery is been released hallelujah tell me one thing how could how could apostle paul write ephesians chapter number 6 that our fight is not against flesh and blood but against principalities why because he had access to those principalities he saw the hierarchy of the demonic order that is principalities powers rulers of darkness he knew the hierarchy he knew how a stronghold looked how he could know all those things because he had the key to the gates of hades hallelujah today i am telling you church satan has been stripped apart satan has been exposed satan is naked before us if we know the revelation of what jesus did he defeated the gates of hades so that we can have to access nothing is hidden from the eyes of god nothing is hidden from the eyes of the believers now because we have access we have access oh god hallelujah church you are a, you are so powerful but people don't know the power they have because they don't have the mind that understand revelations that understand the word that understand the heart of god hallelujah mm-hmm. amen everyone say i have access i have defeated the gates of hades amen i will build my church and the gates of hades shall not shall not shall not prevail against and that is the real church that needs to be established hallelujah okay so are we understanding now the gates of hades blocks us from deep and knowing deep and secret things 
the same from knowing heavenly things because the first and the second heavens are the demonic heavens. I told you, I, I have explained to you earlier about the first and the second heavens. What is there in the first heaven? There is the prince of the power of the air in the first heaven that rules with deception and darkness. In the second heaven, there is the realm of the waters in the second heaven. There is the realm of wandering, a satanic land that make people go about wandering. But those gates in the first, I will come to the gate post now, in the first and the second heaven. There are two gate posts and then the main gate post of the third heaven. Oh God, oh God, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are we understanding now? So, so, so remember and, and take in your spirit what I am teaching you because it's very important. Hallelujah. So, now we know what we have. We have access. Hallelujah. Because we have the keys of the kingdom. Let's go to Matthew 16 again. Matthew chapter number 16. Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 18 and 19. Let me read that again. And I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now what does word and prayer do? It What, what it does? And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in the heavenly realms. Jesus is introducing the church to the spiritual reality that whatever happens on earth happens because of what is happening in the spiritual realms. What is, whatever is happening in our lives is happening because what is happening in the spiritual realm. And the keys of the word and prayer, when we pray and we, when we pray by the knowledge of revelation and mystery, those kind of prayers, what it does is we start to function in the realms of the spirit and if we bind in the physical by the key of the word and prayer it is bound in the spiritual realm that which controls the physical realm hallelujah amen you want to have a big ministry you just can't have a big ministry hoping that you will have a big ministry you will do this for god you will do that for god you need to bind and lose things that are controlling you in the realms of the spirit Hallelujah. You want to bring the kingdom of God in your city. You cannot bring the kingdom of God in your city until you know the revelation that you need to bind and lose principalities and powers of darkness and rulers and demons sitting on the gates by prayer and by word. Bind and lose. That is the strength of prayer and word. Hallelujah. That's why many people give up on prayer because they don't see immediate results. You will not see immediate results because when you start praying, things will start to manifest in the unseen, not in the seen. And when you don't have spiritual knowledge, because you don't have spiritual knowledge, you think, you look at things that are seen and you get discouraged. Oh, nothing is happening. Why am I praying? That is what the book of Daniel suggests. Daniel was praying. 21 days he fasted. After, after 21 days, the angel came with the answer. Why? Because there was a warfare going in the realms of the spirit. And that is what prayer and word gives us the authority to bind and lose. 
Hallelujah. We prayer, but the prayer can penetrate into hell. The prayer can penetrate into the first heaven, into the second heaven, into the third heaven. Why? Because we are praying with the keys and we have access to every gate. If we don't have access to the gates, our prayer will hit the roof of our room and come back. Because there are gates that are blocking our prayers. Oh my God. Are we understanding? That is the model of the church. That is the church. Believers, pastors, evangelists, you need to learn this. The church is drifting away somewhere else. But the church has been founded on the foundation of word and prayer. The keys of the kingdom are word and prayer. The keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter number 3. Let me give you Ephesians chapter number 3. Let's go there. <coughs> and verse number Ephesians chapter number let's not go to chapter number 3. Let's See chapter number 2 first, verse number, chapter number 2 first, verse number 20. Verse number 20. Having been built, what? The church. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. It talks about the church. And it says that the church is built on the foundation of what? The apostolic ministry and the prophetic ministry. Why the apostolic and prophet? Because the keys of the word, the key of mystery operates in its full measure in the apostolic ministry. And the key of prayer is in the prophetic ministry. Apostles are ordained by God to teach the church the mysteries of the gospel. Hallelujah. The deep revelation of the word, that is the ministry of an apostle. They feed the people of God until you receive the wings like an eagle and start to fly. You, they will feed you. They will feed you. They will feed you. Hallelujah. They will continue to feed you, the apostles. Feed you, feed you, feed you until they will start to see that you got wings and then you fly high. That is what I do. I feed, I feed, I feed the people with the revelation. What did Jesus told John? Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs, if you love me. That is apostolic ministry. That is the first, found, the first block foundation. Second block foundation is the prophetic ministry. The prophetic ministry is the prayer ministry. Which is, <laughs> I, have, I have spoken a lot about prophetic ministry, you know. So I don't want to go there again and again. Because prophetic ministry is the most misunderstood ministries nowadays. Because people think, oh, the prophet should tell me about my life. That is not prophetic ministry. That is not prophetic ministry. Prophetic ministry is prayer. Is teaching people how to access the throne room of God. Is teaching people the principles of prayer. Teaching pe people how to ascend in the spirit. Taking people closer to God. That is the job of a prophet. Warning people, bringing the voice of God to them. Being a watchman for ter territories. Warning people of what is going to happen. That is the prophetic ministry. Are we understanding? And that is the key given to the, ap the apostolic office has the key of the mystery. The prophetic office has the key of what? The key of prayer. And on that, and those two foundations, Jesus, the main chief cornerstone, the church is being built. 
but the model of the church is misunderstood the churches are established on the basis of so called pastoral books and teachings where they teach you got to be pastor and you got to pamper people go to them i am not saying don't do those things but that is the foundation they are making of churches where the pastor is the head i was in a church where whenever the prophetic anointing starts to operate the pastor gets offended and he, the pastor uh, the pastor backbites about that person who is operating in the ap apostolic or prophetic ministries hallelujah so the model of the that's why churches are are doing everything they can do but they are not dominating the gates of hades because the foundations are not correct hallelujah that is the foundation laid the apostolic bringing the mysteries of the gospel the mysteries of heaven the mysteries being unveiled oh god and and the prophetic bringing prayer spiritual warfare intercession watchman ministry and all those things and introducing and building the church on the basis of that word hallelujah are we understanding some people say oh i went there i established a church how did you establish a church just in one day a church cannot be today nowadays people are so casual oh i have established church brother in 10 cities how could you establish a establish a church just in two days in 10 cities a church takes years to be established a church is not a game play it's not a game oh i went there i established a church no don't say that you first establish a fellowship start preaching the baby gospel and see how many people would stay with you god will bring people take out people bring people take out people and then you will be left at last when you continue to sow seed you will be left at last with the 12 disciples hallelujah with the bunch of people who are faithful to god and then the holy spirit will lead you that will take years to train them and then you will see them developing wings of an eagle you ordain someone there and you give responsibility to those elders and then you say it's a church hallelujah people ask me why didn't you start a commun communion in this service i haven't started a communion because i am not led to start a communion now because we are still in the process of segregation hallelujah we are still in the process we are not we, a church officially is established when the holy spirit leads us to do so read the book of acts apostle paul preached in ephesus two years people came and went came and went two years he taught he taught he taught the word of god until a revival broke out after two years and then after that he established a church there are we understanding a church is not a game a church is a is a model that jesus has created designed to dominate the gates of hades hallelujah are we understanding so are we clear on the keys now that those are the keys we have those are the keys jesus has the keys of death and of hades because he went through the gates and released to us okay the next point we are going to is gatekeepers now i told you if there are gates it is guarded by watchmen the gatekeepers who are the what do gatekeepers do gatekeepers are the chief justice 
of the territory and exercise exercise control of jurisdiction of that principality let me repeat that gatekeepers are the chief justice of the territory and exercise control of jurisdiction of the principality gatekeepers are like chief justice they take decisions they are the one who who can approve or reject what you want to do inside the territory now let us come to the perspective what happens when someone is held inside the gates and cannot go out like daniel and his friends they were held captive in babylon they were inside the gates of babylon what happens there okay so let's go to the book of ruth chapter number 4 <coughs> the book of ruth chapter number 4 and let me read from verse number 1 now boaz now boaz went up to the gate and sat down there and behold the close relative of whom boaz had spoken came by So Boaz said, "Come aside, friend. Sit down here." So he came aside and sat down, and he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, "Sit down here." So they sat down. Then he said to the close relative Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech. And I thought, okay, let us skip those verses and let us jump to verse number ten and eleven. Ten and eleven. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the widow of Malon, I have acquired as my wife, to perpetu to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance, that the name of the dead may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. You are witnesses this day, and all the people who were at the gate, and the elders said, "We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman who is coming to your house like Rachel." and leah the two who built the house of israel and may you prosper in ifrata and be famous in bethlehem now we got to understand what used to happen in israel what was what was the law system of israel what used to happen is if there is any approval that you want about inheritance property marrying someone else's wife who is a widow and all those kind of concerns that needs approval you cannot do it by yourself you need to go to the gates on which the elder seats seat sit there the elders used to sit at the gates you got to discuss your concern with them and take their approval before you do anything from the elders that sit at the gate the same thing applies in the realms of the spirit the gatekeepers are the one who give approvals they are the one who hold people if you are inside a principality gate they will try their best to make you compromise in order for your wishes or your desires or whatever approval approval you want for it to be fulfilled okay listen to me very carefully <coughs> so when you are held captive by a demonic principality the gates will fight you if you follow the principle of of god most high 
if you are in a principality that is ruled by, by, by a demonic principality, an evil principality, whenever you try to follow the principles of God, those principles and the word of God will be contrary to the laws of the principality that are executed by gatekeepers and they will persecute you, they will hinder you for not following those rules and regulation of that evil principality. For example, let's see the book of Daniel. As soon as Daniel was brought in Babylon, the Bible says that he was made to compromise. How? By eating the delicacies of the king's table. But Daniel said, no, it's, it's the law of my God. I cannot eat it. But they said, if you want to eat food, you need to eat this food. You cannot eat that food that you want to eat. Hallelujah. But Daniel held his ground and God granted him favor with the gatekeeper that is the eunuch of the palace who would execute the law system. Are we understanding? The gatekeepers. Now, Daniel overcame the first gate. That was the gate of the palace. Then there was the second gate. That, that is the gate of the sorcerers and the witchcraft people. In Daniel chapter number 2. Where because the sorcerers and witchcraft people were not able to answer the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. It was executed that all the sorcerers and witchcraft and uh, soothsayers and wise men of Babylon will die. So, the, the, again, the, that is the second gate that Daniel overcame and he released the mystery by a mystery he overcame the power of the second gate then that there comes after the second gate the third gate that is the main gate of the principality the idol itself the god of babylon who released a decree that if anyone does not bows down to the idol will be put to death in fire so when now this is I am teaching you this now. Listen to me. For you to exit a demonic principality. When you, you see, have you experienced in your life that you are praying, you are praying and you are increasing in the word and you want to be used by God. You want to serve God and there is a limit that is holding you and by prayer and by, your, by word, in something in your family, you overcome that problem. You overcome that gate. And then you think, oh, I have overcome, now things will be okay. After two days or after two weeks, again something arises, a new type of challenge. What is happening in your life is you are spiritually moving forward and you are going through gates. Hallelujah. There are many gates that will come before the main gate after which the promises of God will manifest. There are many gates that will come before that. Are we understanding people of God? The last gate, the main gate, it also signifies the gate of iron or the gate of bronze, which are stubborn gates, the last gate. Okay, hallelujah. And there, you know how they overcame. Okay, let me take you to Acts chapter number 12. Acts chapter number 12. To show you the significance of multiple gates before the main gate comes acts chapter number 12 and let us start from verse number 6 verse number 6 and when herod was about to bring him out that night peter was sleeping bound with two chains between two soldiers 
and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he said, and he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real. By the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they, now this, listen to this. When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Now, you know the story. Peter was held in the prison house by Herod. And tomorrow morning he was going to be put to death. But the church was praying. They were using the keys of word and prayer. They were using the keys. And that's why the angel was sent. And you know what happened. And the Bible says when the chains fell off, he was following the angel. The first and the second guard post. There were two gates. And at last a main gate came which opened up for Peter on its own accord. And Peter was led out never to come back again. May you be led out of every gate that is holding you in Jesus mighty name. Never to come back again in Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are gates. Multiple gates. Even when you try to seek God, you have to go through gates. Gate that is there in the first heaven. Gate in the second heaven. Gate in the third heaven. There are gates. The third heaven is the most difficult gate. Because before the third heaven gate, the wandering land comes and you seem as if you are wandering and you are not able to hear God. Alleluia. But the Bible says, Alleluia, we are given the keys of word and prayer. Stick to the word. Stick to prayer. Stick to the word. Stick to prayer. Use the keys. Use the keys. Use the keys. And every gate will open up for you in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, Jesus has paid the price. Jesus has did everything. People are crying in, in the church. Believers are crying, oh Jesus is not doing this for me. That is not happening for me. Jesus has done everything for you. Jesus has overcame every battle for you. Now you got to spend time with the Lord and understand the mystery and pray. Use the keys of the word and prayer. And, and take hold of those blessings. Step into the promised land. Step into those victories by defeating the gates. By defeating the gates. Hallelujah. Are we understanding people? Hallelujah. So let us, let us stop here. Let us stop here. So we, there are gates I told you. The first and the second gate and then the, comes the third gate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord has defeated every gates in Jesus mighty name. Hallelujah. No gates can stop us. No gates can stop us. Satan is exposed. Whatever he does in secret is exposed to the church. Just pray and stick to the word. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Lord will take you to the secret places of Satan and expose to you the plans that he, was, he is going to do to strike humanity, to strike churches or to strike your life or your family beforehand. Hallelujah. Because he has the keys of the gates of death and of Hades in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we want to thank you for this wonderful time. I pray release 
your hand upon your people tonight. Let your mighty hand come upon your people tonight. Let your mighty hand come upon your people tonight that they will start to run and go through gates in Jesus mighty name. By this revelation, I want to thank you that you are opening the prison door houses, the prison gates and setting free many captives. Many captives are being set free tonight at the utterance of your word in Jesus mighty name. Not only this word, O Lord, Ramongora Shagarbodoraya. Not only this place, Lord, but also those people who will hear it online or throughout the nation that you are going to set people free, Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ, at the utterance of this word, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, let the hand of the Lord come upon you and let you go and overcome gates, get through the gates of the enemy. And as a church, we pray with the keys of the word and prayer and we come against the gates of Hades hallelujah we go through the gates of Hades and expose everything that is done in darkness in Jesus mighty name and cancel every agenda every prophecy of the enemy that he's trying to accomplish beforehand we cancel those things we cancel those things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth even as I'm praying, I see, I see, I think a bone, a bone, some problem in the leg bone, in, in the bone, in one of the bones of the legs of, of some person in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That hold, leave, leave that, that bone, leave that part of that person's body right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I release your strength. In the bones in Jesus mighty name. I release your strength in the legs in Jesus mighty name. I rebuke every arthritis. Arthritis in Jesus mighty name. Get out in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh Ramboko Rabaliato Rosamba. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord for this time Lord. That you have granted us Lord. Oh we give you the glory, honor and praise Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for your victory, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for, for the keys of the word and the prayer, Lord. Reveal to us more, more Lord. Lord, I, I pray that you will increase our appetite to receive more from you, Lord. To receive more of your food, of your spiritual food in the mighty name of Jesus. I cover all of us, Lord. All the people who are here, Lord. Those who are not able to make it, I cover all of them with the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, let their weak be spirit-filled and let them be led by the Holy Spirit, Lord. Let them function in the calling and know more from you. Know more about you and come more closer to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I cover everyone with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us celebrate the victory that the Lord has given us. Hallelujah.